and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. It's another edition of the Football Playbook Show with your boy. <laughs> That's me. All right, seeing a place to be. Broadcasting live here from the Jersey Shore around the universe. It's a uh, woman and football Wednesday here on the Football Playbook Show. We'll have uh, Kayla Santiago checking in from Delmarva Sports, part of the NFL Draft Bible Familia. If you watched our draft coverage, one of our hosts doing big things down there on the Sports Network. We'll have Amanda Ruler. Uh, checking in fresh off her Seattle Seahawks uh, coaching stint. We'll get the lowdown with uh, what she's doing with the moving and shaking. And then uh, we'll have Dr. Lynn Lashbrook from Sports Management Worldwide, uh, the player representative for Cavante Turpin of your Dallas Cowboys. You know, yesterday was NFL roster cut down day. And uh, over at the NFL Draft Bible, we keep close tabs on the USFL and XFL and hub football and uh, 53 guys from the USFL invited to NFL training camps. Just two, just two making the final 53-man roster, Cavante Turpin being one of them. And we'll talk to Dr. Lynn Lasbrook, who reps Cavante. Uh, uh, Micah Abernathy from the Packers, the safety being the other guy. Um, speaking of which, Ali Fayad, one of the Eagles cutdowns, will join us here on the football playbook today. Uh, really, really liked what I saw from him at the East-West Shrine Bowl. Of course, Western Michigan standout. Some scouts may be saying he doesn't have the prototypical size, but he compensates with the tenacity, with the heart, with the ready-to-go mentality. So we'll get Ali up here. We'll talk about his Eagles experience, uh, see if he's getting any interest from the waiver wire. And then uh, – you know, we've got a lot of jam-packed stuff with you here today. I want to give a shout-out to everyone who reached out yesterday. Uh, just goes to show the uh, the power of uh, the Jacob Sports Media Network, you know. Shout-out to all the chat room people. Shout-out to everybody who reached out. Of course, Samantha out there in uh, Atlanta, Carolinic City, holding our breath, wishing the best. Uh, here with you today, heavy heart as usual, and it's going to be like that for some time. So I appreciate you being here with me today, getting me through it, talking some football. It's what we do since 2002. Oh, by the way, our 21st season of coverage over on the NFLDraftBible.com. And we're streaming daily here on the Jacob Sports Network, Monday through Friday. We're here from 10 to 12, taking you up to the Sports Take guys at noon. Dan Cilio takes over from three to six. What a day for Jacob Sports yesterday with the Chauncey Gardner Johnson uh, news, our guy CD Juice. And uh, hey, if you don't know, now you know. It's your home for New Eagles uh, lineup, 7 a.m. and around the NFC East with Jeff Kerr. Birds 365 at 10 a.m. It's a can't stop, won't stop situation here on Bird, on uh, <laughs> Jacob Sports. And so, uh, what else do we have going on? NFL cutdowns. We'll talk about. Um, a lot of things around the league. A lot of good things lined up for you here today. But first, I'm going to kick things off with uh, 
the Eagles Newswire publisher, Glenn Irby, joining us here, making his football playbook debut. Good morning, Glenn. How are you today? Good morning, Rick. How are you? We're doing good, man. I see you uh, putting out a lot of content at the Eagles Newswire. Tell everybody home at home uh, the domain and what you guys got going on over there. Um, affiliated with USA Today, uh, 32 wire networks represent each team. One draft wire network representing the NFL draft and the things we do throughout the year for that process, but you can find it at uh, the Eagles Wire, usatoday.com, Twitter, the Eagles Wire, or for me, uh, the cover two at NFL. Yeah, so, hey, uh, let's talk about some of this moves that happened yesterday. The Eagles 53-man cut down. You have it covered from front to back up there on the uh, Eagles wire, I see. Correct. And so uh, the big news yesterday, we were on the air when the when the news came by. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who, you know, I didn't hear anybody on Jacob Sports calling him CD Juice, but apparently that's his nickname. I had no idea. We got the Eagles perspective all day here uh, yesterday, but I went and, and did some digging on my own. So Mickey Loomis – this was a panic move. Right. He panicked, right? Because uh he could have got a compensatory pick. They didn't they don't want to sign him after this year. They already made that decision. Correct. But if he just waited it out and 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 they lost Chauncey Gardner in the offseason, they would have received a third round comp compensation pick better than anything they got in return with this trade uh with Howie Roseman. However, however, there are personalities in the NFL, and apparently you know, business crossed the line over to personal sure. feelings. Chauncey Gardner Johnson blows up and confronts the front office. And the Saints said, you know what? Eh, you're out of here. Correct. Any concerns about bringing in a volatile? We know he's an outspoken personality. Any concerns about being a volatile personality inside the Eagles locker room who is full, oh, by the way, of other personalities? Correct. And I think you hit the nail on the coffin. I mean, you hit the nail, you know, correctly. You know, it's a it's a locker room of personalities, of stars, guys that are used to being together. You have leaders in the locker room. You have leaders on both sides of the football. So I think from that standpoint, it won't be a problem at all, especially on defense. You'll have Slade, Bradbury, Fletcher Cox. I mean, you have accomplished guys on that defense, guys with attitude. Brandon Graham is one of the biggest trash talkers in the NFL. You know, people may not know, you know, because of his nice personality. And, you know, a humble guy, but he runs his mouth from the minute he steps onto the field. So I think CJ will mesh fine with that. With the secondary, with that revamped defense, I think it was a beautiful match. Yeah, a revamped defense that, you know, coming into the season, everybody talked about the depth up front on the defensive line. Right. Uh, everyone was giddy over the fact that there was actually not just competent linebackers, but depth at the linebacker position. And now, I mean, you, you add a guy like, Chauncey Gardner Johnson to this secondary and suddenly, you know, playing some quarters coverage maybe with uh, Bradbury and Slay and, and, and Maddox. And man, I'll tell you, this is looking like uh, one of the top defenses in the league. But uh, our guests and our panelists here at Jacob Sports, they're not a big fan of Jonathan Gannon. Do you think Gannon uh, could kind of put together a successful formula here for the Eagles this season? I think so. I mean, I think he has an idea of what he wants to do. I think he wants to to be versatile. I think he wants to blend, you know, some 4-3, four, 3-4 three, three, four looks, 5-2 looks. I think you have a situation where he kept three Sam linebackers, so you'll see situations where Hassan, Hassan Reddick will be able to rush from the defensive end position while allowing other pass rushers to rush from his Sam linebacker position. In the secondary, you have an interchangeable situation where you have – 
certain guys who can play slot corner, who can play safety. So there's versatility. You allow for some hybrid situations. I think it would be about how he wants to play. I know fans, some experts get caught up in the passive approach that it takes to the, you know, to the defense. But over the last eight to ten games last season, you know, they were sound, you know, fundamentally sound. They didn't give up a ton of points, and I think that's the expectation. With added pass rush, you know, and Reddick and other guys, you'll see – you know, a, a greater improvement on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I hope they get after it, man. And I, I tell you what, I would, I would be blitzing Jared Goff left and right that week sure. one matchup. And I know the Lions have a tremendous offensive line as well, but I don't care. I want to put them under pressure. I want to put them under duress. I want to do it early. I want to do it often. And they have the sure. personnel to do it. So that's sure. what I want to see from this Jonathan Gannon defense. Now, big shout out to my guys, Mac and Mac, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac on the birds 365 show i i heard them talking about special teams and kind of taking like eh, you know not that big of a deal kind of approach when it comes to kick returns or specifically punt returns i i beg to differ there i believe i believe very heavily in special teams i think uh football games on sundays and sometimes mondays or thursdays are usually decided by one or two big plays and if you can make a big play on special teams change the field position, swing the pendulum, change that momentum. That's the difference sometimes between a win and a loss. Or special teams might be responsible for an extra win. That's the difference between home field advantage. I, you know, I heard some at that press conference yesterday. You know, they defended Jalen Rager pretty hard by saying he made plays. But the biggest defense uh, I, I heard was, well, he – he was one of the only guys that participated in every practice. That's correct. Well, right. So, so is he getting brownie points? Because I didn't see it. Maybe you did. I didn't see Jalen Rager show me what I wanted to see this preseason. Devin Allen showed me something. He showed me some speed. He showed me some gunner capability. Like, teach this guy how to field a punt Correct. and stick him back there. Let's go. Uh, where do you sit with the whole Jalen Rager experience and this whole return game situation? I think from a roster standpoint, he's on the roster for financial purposes. If you release him, you end up with a dead cap hit. So I think they spent the past few days trying to trade him. You really didn't have any suitors. So from that aspect, you keep him on the roster and you hope that it's, you know, the fifth, fourth to fifth receiver, he'll be able to relax, not face as much intense scrutiny and be able to make plays, you know, from a reserve level. As far as special teams, I think you'll see a situation where we've seen Boston Scott return, punts and kicks. You'll see a situation where, depending on the practice squad, you could have Jason Huntley, Devin Allen, Britton Covey come back. So I think it'll be a week-by-week situation from that standpoint. So I think it'll be a situation to watch, but I think it's something at this point Howard Rosen is comfortable with. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's his performance that got him this roster or or the salary, but uh, maybe a little bit of ego since they use such a highly round selection. That, certainly right. that too. I mean, you have a first-round yeah. pick. If it took him three years to finally move on from Arcega Whiteside, he's not going to move on from Gregor too. Yeah, because the Cowboys or somebody will be right there to swoop in, snatch him up, and God Sorry. forbid he goes off doing that, right? So, hey, we got Glenn Irby, the Eagles Newswire, here on the Football Playbook, kicking off part three edition here on this Woman in Wednesday uh, show. We'll have a couple guests later on, but Glenn's uh, breaking it down. 53-man cuts were official yesterday. Um, not really anything outrageous or surprises. Deion Kane 
a big fan in the chat room. I think right. he won over a lot of Eagles fans with his preseason performance, right. not making the final cut 53 here. What are you hearing? Do you think I said, if the Eagles cut this man, I, I think somebody might swoop in and sign him to the 53 man roster. Any chance the Eagles bring him back to the practice squad or is he sayonara? I think that's the hope. I think, I, I mean, I, he had a nice summer. He had a good preseason. He could find some suitors, you know, on the way of the wire, but if not, the idea is to bring him back at some point between injuries and different personnel moves. He could find his way on onto the roster or onto the field on game day Sundays. All right. So let me ask you this then, because not everybody can come back and they cut uh Britton Covey, Devin Correct. Allen, Deion Kane. We all mentioned all wide receivers. Correct. Are all of them coming back? Are some of them coming back? Jack Anderson's a guy I would think they would want back. Who, if you're Howie Roseman, who are some of the players here that you're trying to Put on that 53. Noah Togiai, I mean, he's been clay, claimed now. He went from, I think, Philly to Indy, back to right. Philly. Now, maybe I heard Doug Peterson might want him in Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, yeah. how does this how does this whole practice squad shape up, do you think? I, have, I think um, Roseman was high on his undrafted free agents, and I think you heard him, you know, say yesterday about, you know, he felt like it was the, the strongest undrafted class in the history. So I feel like and his idea, he'd like to have most, if not all of them back. Jack Anderson performed well. He could have definitely made the roster as well. So we'll have to wait and see if a team with a, a team that needs help at guard, depth at guard, could come up. And in terms of Kobe, Dallin Allen, Kane, I think the idea is to have those guys come back. And like we just talked about, depending on the week, depending on the injury situation, roster situation, interchange those guys at times for their, their abilities on special teams, especially Allen, who stood out as a gunner. So it could be a situation where as he progresses and learns the NFL game, he could find himself on the roster too. So I think a lot of those guys, you would hope that he'd be able to bring back. Yeah, and I would agree with that sentiment because, you know, the, the COVID pandemic gave every college player an extra year of eligibility. Right. So last year's draft was very thin, and this year's draft was – three times is great because you had all these guys that had the extra red shirt year, sure. a lot of undrafted free agents who want, you know, could have been drafted, um, winded up hitting the undrafted free agency wires. So yeah, I, I tend to agree with that sentiment. Now, um, Miles Sanders, Jason Kelsey kind of held out down the stretch, make sure they're good to go week sure. one. What are you hearing? Any concerns about their status for this lions matchup? We, I think Kelsey plays, you know, no doubt. I mean, I'm, Sanders has been progressing along. I think they held him out for precautionary reasons. I think he'll go. It's a big year. He's playing for a contract with Kelsey. I think he'll start week one, no doubt. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And then how does this running back by committee situation pan out? Obviously, it's going to be Miles Sanders' job to lose. Do sure. they ride the hot hand? A lot of people feel like Gainwell's entrenched as the number two guy, but if Sanders goes down, it'll be Boston Scott still yeah. starting with Gainwell in that number two role. I tend to believe, call me crazy, I think Kenneth Gainwell is the best running back on the team. He just needs an opportunity. I'm curious to get your thoughts. I agree. I mean, I think it's a situation where you hear people talk about the offensive line and the depth of the offensive line and it being the league's top offensive line. So from that standpoint, the running game's going to travel regardless. So it's Sanders' job to lose. You'd hope he'd step in from week one and, and rush for 1,400 yards, get himself a new deal, and the Eagles are probably you know, on a long playoff stretch. If he struggles, struggles with pass actions, struggles with injuries, you'll see a situation where Gangwell's a really talented dual-threat guy. He's tough. He, he understands the idea of taking the ball, 
you know, hitting the hole rather than dancing around. Boston, Boston Scott's Mr. Reliable, if anything. So at, at the end of the day, even if those other two won't play, he'll give you the things you need. So I think it'll be a, a committee approach, but the hope is that Sanders can take the job, run with it, and be an elite back. Yeah, I've said here it's time for Miles Sanders to put his big boy pants on, and if he needs to borrow a pair, I got plenty of extras. So uh, what about the uh, Jalen Hurts situation? I seem to be the conductor of the train here on the yeah. Jalen Hurts bandwagon. A lot of uh, criticism thrown his way. He's probably, I would say, in terms of any player on this 53-man roster, under the microscope, and he will be week in and week out, Let's rub the crystal balls here. Let's fast forward to to March. Is Jalen Hurts negotiating a long-term deal? Does he continue to ascend? Does he have a slump? Where do you see Jalen Hurts trending this year? Uh, without a doubt, I believe it. Come next March, we'll be talking about a long-term deal, not necessarily maybe in the $230 million range, but something that we've talked about before, a projection somewhere in that more than the 32 million that Carson Wentz and guys like Jared Goff got, maybe somewhere in the 40, but I, I think he's a talented quarterback. I think people don't put enough into the fact that this would be the first time since high school that he's had the same offensive staff, same coaching staff, same offensive coordinator. I think that means a lot. You're getting weapons, you get his biggest weapon, it's his closest friend. I think that helps mentally. I think you give him a defense, you know, that helps him, that keeps, you know, opposing teams out of the end zone, opposing teams off the field. So I think it's a situation where we know he has to win at least 10, 11 games. We know with the additions he's made, probably 12 now. We need a deep playoff run. We need at least one win in the playoffs. But I think if all those things pan out, he'll sign a contract extension and he'll be the franchise. He'll be the face of this franchise family. No, I agree with you. Uh, we shall see how it all plays out. We shall see. What the Eagles wire on USA Today has cooking up, Glenn. What's next? What can people find over there? What do you got coming up? Um, as soon as I get off of here, I'll get to scanning, checking for uh, practice wide, you know, claims, different things like that. So it'll be about following the practice wide, um, seeing who they put on IR, things like that. And then just, you know, coming up with, the, you know, what's going on for the rest of the season. Yeah, going to be a lot of moving and shaking before that week one matchup against the Lions. Yeah. Uh we appreciate you popping on, making your right. football playbook debut. Appreciate sure. you having me on, Rick. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a little sure. tired, but other than that, thank you for having me on. Oh, baby, it's a can't stop, won't stop situation. We right. look forward to uh, popping you on and getting some opinions here as the season progresses. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, you got it. That's Glenn Irby from the Eagles Newswire on USA Today. And what what was so cold, Tavern Mike? Because I told Miles Sanders to get some big boy pants. I mean, come on. It's not that bad. Wait until the season gets started. Buckle up. Oh, baby. Shout out to all my chat room people. I see you, Dank. I see you, Tavern Mike. I am real. All the chat room people joining us here today. Daz Deals, Artificial on the track. Jeremiah Butler, I think our first ever commenter. John Dickerson, always a regular. Good to see you. Bill Williams, man. All my chat room people. Kyle, get down on it, man. We appreciate all this love. Philly. 559. Five, I can't keep up with all you guys today, man. We're growing the audience here on the Football Playbook, part of the Jacob Sports Network, taking you up to noon Eastern, followed by the Dan Cilio Show, of course, around the NFC East, kicking you off here with your daily new show lineup with Jeff Kerr, followed by Birds 365, 8 to 10. Of course, the Eagles postgame show. It's all brought to you by the Ocean Resort in Atlantic City. I think it's the final day of 10-time 
reward play. So make sure you get down on that. I also saw they um, emailed me the Ocean Casino concert lineup for the fall. A couple things I have circled here, most notably that September 17th Atlantic City Jazz Festival at the resorts. Atlantic Ocean Casino Resorts, I shall say. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to get down there for the Jazz Festival on September 17th. Uh, I have a feeling we might be down there uh, before then. And, of course, we'll be down there for the Eagles post game uh, every Sunday. So, hey, buckle up. We've got a lot more good guests on the way. Uh, Amanda Ruler later on in the show. Dr. Lynn Lasbrook from Sports Management Worldwide. We'll have Kayla Santiago from Delmarva Sports. But coming up next, right after the break, we'll have Ali Fayad talking about his Philadelphia Eagles training camp experience. What's next for that young man? Buckle up. It's a double chin strap affair. We'll be back after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com
Welcome back. It's the Football Playbook Show with your boy R.I.C. in the play, place to be, Rick Saratella. Tunnel like it is when it comes to the NFL draft and everything football. You're home for real football talk. Uh, Monday through Wednesday, we're here five days a week, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. Buckle up. We appreciate you stopping on by. Great to see some new people in the chat room if you're out there listening. Hey, by the way, show your boys some love. Hit that like button. Smash it, bash it, clash it, crash it. Appreciate it. Um, it'll make Xander and Tone very happy, by the way, if you smash that like button. So we appreciate all the love and support here on the Jacob Sports channel, man. I'll tell you, uh, it's a can't stop, won't stop situation. We've got Amanda Ruler later on in the show, along with Dr. Lynn Lasbrook, Kayla Santiago, talking more Eagles. But next up, we have a former Eagle himself, Ali Fayad, joining us here on the football playbook. Buckle up. Good morning, Ali. Good to see you again, my brother. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Doing good, man. Where are you checking in from this morning? I'm checking in from Northville, Michigan today. Okay. All right. Very good. I wanted to pop you on here because uh, we are very Philadelphia Eagle-based with our audience. And, you know, they want to hear about Eagles players, past, present, future maybe, and see kind of um, where, you're at, where you're at on your football journey. Of course, coming out of Western Michigan – uh, we were getting set to invite you to the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. You winded up going to the East-West Shrine Bowl. I was out there on the scene, saw you making plays just like you did at Western Michigan, 50 tackles for loss, 30 sacks. You continue to do that at the East-West Shrine game. Come to Philadelphia, get caught up in the numbers crunch we've talked about at length in the depth of the linebacker unit. But um, what was your Philadelphia experience like? Take us through the process take us through the whole training camp deal and what you got out of it. Um, man, the Philly, uh, that whole Philadelphia Eagles process was awesome. You know, just being a part of that, uh, that program or, you know, the club and just getting in day by day, practicing with the guys and just learning the playbook. Uh, I had a blast. Honestly, I love the whole city of Philly. Um, I, the guys were amazing. Uh, I learned a lot throughout my time there. Um, yeah, the coaches were awesome. I had a great time. I had a blast. So, well, we're looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, possibly maybe they bring you back. We shall see. A lot of um, practice squads are going to be signing soon here. So uh, you never know. Uh, now, coming out, people were kind of trying to figure out where should they play you. Should they play at defensive end? Should they play at outside linebacker? Uh, you know, kind of a hybrid type of player at the NFL level. What did you kind of feel like was the toughest transition standing up? Or do you feel like, you know, that's where your home is at the next level? Or do you think you could still play either or depending on the defensive scheme? Uh, after, you know, training camp, um, I definitely think I can play either or. Uh, you know, the adjustment wasn't really, you know, either standing up or handing the ground because I was used to that at uh, Western Michigan. You know, I, I had the. I had the, you know, freedom to put my hand in the ground and stand up. Um, at, but, you know, after practicing against the guys, and I feel like it, it wasn't really that much of an issue. I felt like, you know, the the difference in the um in the jump was more just the detail, the detail and um and and just the microseconds of like what you're doing like inside of the play, if that makes sense. And and that's really what uh that's that was really the difference. I felt like, you know, me coming off of an edge, I seal edges and uh. And I felt like I was doing that pretty well uh, for the Eagles in training camp. So I felt like the adjustments uh, went pretty, pretty good, you know, for the most part. 
Yeah, I'd say, you know, probably 99% of the rookies, the toughest challenge is learning that playbook. And once you once you pick up the playbook, then you can stop thinking so much on the field and play naturally and uh, just make plays happen. So, all right, you are similar to uh, your, your former teammate there, Hassan Reddick, because I remember Reddick coming out of Temple. He played more on the defensive line coming out of Temple converted to linebacker uh, once he got to the NFL. And, you know, now they kind of use him. He could drop back in coverage. He can get after the quarterback. A lot of similarities to your style of play. Uh, you had a chance to kind of watch and learn. What were you able to pick up uh, from Hassan Reddick working alongside an all-pro talent such as him? Um, attention to detail, you know, just being, being in, uh, keeping your eyes in the right spot. Uh, he helped me a lot while I was there, you know, giving me a, you know, a little a couple couple cents, you know, on what I could do better, you know, to help me out. Um, and yeah, like you said, I did actually look up to Haas, you know, prior to being on the Eagles, just because based off of just his size and you know where he came from, a G five school, and it was and it was awesome just to be in a locker room with him, being a film room with him, and breaking our film down with him and seeing seeing what he sees and you know what he looks at to try to uh, you know beat the tackle or you know get better. Uh, throughout the days. Talking to Ali Fayad, former Western Michigan, former Philadelphia Eagles, current free agent looking for a home. Who's your agent, uh, Ali? I forget. Uh, Selwyn Roberts out of Steinberg Sports. Okay. Uh, yeah, Steinberg Sports, of course, our good buddy Lee Steinberg over there. Uh, are you hearing any news right now? Do you have any ideas what could be next for you? And what are you doing kind of in between time or in the meantime to stay prepared and stay ready? Well, right now uh, I stay training, uh, no matter what. Try to uh, stay keeping myself in shape because uh, you never know what's gonna happen. Um, and for right now, you know, uh, like you said, uh, the the practice squad, you know, t it's practice squad time, and you know, somebody could possibly you know pick me up. But you know, if not, I mean, there's alternative leagues, CFL, XFL, that I've been looking into. So, you know, right now I'm just being patient, stay working, and hopefully I get my uh, get another opportunity to go on play uh somewhere in the third for one of the 32 teams no i know uh you definitely are going to be ready and stay ready so you don't have to get ready now um you just went through the nfl draft process uh we heard howie roseman's uh comments yesterday saying this is basically the largest and best undrafted free agent pool of all time because of the covid19 pandemic gave all these players an extra year of eligibility um, we're going to be in that boat again next year, a, a whole nother slew of players and players like yourself who might have been viewed as draftable guys. They get put into the undrafted free agent pool. But what could you tell? Uh, we get a lot of players who watch the show. What could you tell any guy coming out next year about the NFL draft process? Some guys put it on the back burner, wait till after the season. Some guys kind of get out in front of the situation with you know, the whole agent selection process, training facilities, a lot of big decision making involved when you kind of take that jump to the to the pros. What kind of uh, advice could you pass forward? Um, you know, the advice I could pass is if you know somebody that's done this process before, it's definitely good to, you know, talk to them and get with them because this process is not like something that's normal not a lot of people go through this so not a lot of people have real information so you know the people that you're that you're talking to make sure they have real real history and what's in what they're doing um that's what i, I would say uh 
I would just say continue working hard, you know, uh, trust the people that you just trust, you know, the people that you got that got you to this point, continue to work with them to help you make the decisions, um, you know, and, uh, you know, just stay true, just choose people with real integrity, choose people that know football, you know, choose people that, you know, really know who you are and are looking for what's in your best interest. Uh, that's really, that's really much. I can tell you everybody's process is a little bit different, but those are, those are some uh, basics. No, it's definitely good advice and, you know, something that players don't really put a whole lot of thought into until it's time for showtime. But, uh, no, we appreciate that. And, you know, here at uh, the Football Playbook and the NFL Draft Bible, we're always keeping tabs on the next wave of prospects. Can you give us one or two guys from that Western Michigan team we should keep an eye on? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, Zaire Barnes, Andre Carter, uh, Corvin Moment, Sean Tyler, uh Corey Crooms, Bryson Garner. Uh there's a lot of guys. Western Michigan, Western Michigan about to win the Mac, man. Is that right? Okay. Yes, we yes, got a sir. prediction here on the football yes, playbook. Sir. Put it down. Ali yes, said sir. it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, um, for any NFL team, scout, executive, decision maker out there who might be tuned in watching, uh, what is your message that you want to deliver to them? What are you bringing to an NFL team? What are, what should uh, NFL be teams be expecting to get when they bring you on either the 53-man roster or the practice squad? What's What, what are they getting with Ali Fayad? Oh, uh, you're going to get a selfless guy that's willing to risk any, uh, willing to risk anything for the team to win. Um, if that means that I have to perform on Sundays and, you know, be a substitution guard, be a starter, or if that means I have to practice and just be on the practice squad on Monday and Tuesday and uh, just, you know, practice, and, uh, practice for the guys to help them to uh, get them ready. So, I'm just going to be a selfless, I'm a selfless guy ready to get to work and I'm going to just continue to be, uh, continue to work every single day that I'm in, uh, that I'm in the building. Strictly business, baby, just the way I like it. it. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where you land. Uh, hopefully we can have you back on once you find a new home and we'll uh, put you back up and see how your progress is coming along here. Any final shots, uh, parting shots, final words, shout outs to the, Philadelphia fan base that's tuned in watching anything before we let you go yeah definitely shout out to uh, Philly for giving me the opportunity uh shout out to you Rick for uh you know letting me back on the show it's been some time yep. uh and shout out to the Broncos Western Michigan uh with uh, right here <laughs> there you go right, right there <laughs> Western of Michigan course. in the house hey so let's go uh beat state and um yeah appreciate you no I appreciate you Allie we'll definitely be in touch off the air uh, keep me posted and looking forward to uh, talking soon. Definitely. Thank you, Rick. All right. There you have it. Ali Fayad chopping it up, breaking it down. Uh, I like what he brings to the table. I know uh, some of the scouts I spoke to during the pre-draft process were kind of knocking his size, doesn't have the prototypical height. But I said, hey, did you put on the film? Did you see him play football? Because <laughs> my man gets after the quarterback. 30 career sacks, 50 tackles for loss a Western Michigan legend, quite honestly, Ali Fayad. And, uh, hey, I hope to see him back here in Philadelphia on the practice squad. We'll take him down to the uh, Ocean Casino and Resorts. Uh, what is it, Dolce Amare? I, I'm still waiting for my invitation over there from Rebecca down at the Ocean uh, if she's watching. But uh, definitely appreciate the time with Ali Fayad. Um, our next guest will be Kayla Santiago coming up in about five minutes or so. But let me uh, just go over a couple things that I saw from the 53-man cut down yesterday. Uh, one thing I wanted to get to yesterday that we didn't get a chance, and thank you for the reminder in the chat room tone, uh, you know, like, 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 like the show, 
hit hit us up, man. And it helps uh helps boost the ratings, helps grows our audience, and it keeps uh my employer is very happy, Xander, uh, and, and the Krause boys very happy when you hit that like button. So if you like what you're hearing, hey, we got a lot more coming up soon. I didn't get into the Lamar Jackson situation yesterday. It was funny over the weekend or over the, over the last couple of days. Lamar Jackson, you know, in the past, I used to laugh when players took the to social media to prove a point like, oh, he he deleted all his posts. Kyler Murray deleted all his posts from the any picture with the Cardinals. And I mean, I, like, who cares? Like, what are, what are, what are we talking about? Pictures, <laughs> social media. Apparently it means something. Apparently this is the new uh, negotiating tactic. This is the new uh, ploy to get a new long-term deal, I guess. And I don't know what uh, Lamar Jackson's agent is doing. <coughs> AKA mom. Um, but yeah, he, he took to Twitter he started commenting on regular fans' posts. He liked an image. Someone photoshopped Lamar Jackson in a Dolphins uniform. Did you see this? Lamar Jackson liked it. What's that all about? Uh, not too happy if I'm John Harbaugh on the Ravens. Then, you know, there was another comment where, hey, I love Lamar, but he's not worth $230 million guaranteed, referring to the Deshaun Watson deal. And uh, Lamar Jackson chimed back, well, you don't love Lamar that much. So, and then there was a comment saying that the Ravens, because there were reports that the Ravens had offered him a deal more uh, than the Kyler Murray deal. And, there, and somebody had mentioned in the comments, uh, the Ravens already offered him $250 million contract. Lamar said, no, they didn't. And you know what, man? I think Lamar Jackson now is kind of setting the foundation to depart Baltimore. That's what it looks like. I mean, imagine, imagine you're John Harbaugh. You wake up and your starting quarterback is liking a photoshopped image of him in another uniform. I mean, come on, bro. You're getting called into my office the next day. Like, yo, what's going on? You can't, you can't come pop into my office and come see me. You got to take to social media. Like what's, what's up? Just saying like, what's up? <laughs> All right. I don't know, man. Uh, that's a weird deal. Uh, Brian Robinson at the at the Washington uh, Commanders facility yesterday. That was great to see. And uh, we talked about Nate Sudfeld with our good friend Ed Kratz yesterday. Uh, could the they they decided to keep Brock Purdy? They renegotiated the Jimmy G deal, so they had to cut Nate Sudfeld, who they signed in the offseason for two million guaranteed. They just cut his ass. And so now it sounds like he's on his way to the Detroit Lions to be the backup for Jared Goff uh, because David Blau was terrible. Not as terrible as Tim Boyle, but he was still terrible. So uh, Nate Sudfeld, it sounds like he is going to be headed to the Detroit Lions. And O.J. Howard uh, will be going to the Cincinnati Bengals. So from one AFC contender to another, O.J. Howard cut by the Bills. He gets picked up by the Bengals. Uh, some early waiver wire transactions from yesterday's 53-man cutdown. We'll be keeping tabs on that uh, as we move and groove along on the football playbook, bringing you up to the 12 o'clock hour where the Sports Take guys will take over, followed by the Dan Cilio Show from 3 to 6 p.m. Hey, it's Jacob Sports. It's a can't-stop, won't-stop situation. We'll be back after the break with uh, Kayla Santiago, who I haven't caught up with in a while. So uh, not, not many bigger diehard Eagles uh, fans out there than Kayla. So happy to get her on 
and uh, we'll do that right after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Up. It's a double chin strap affair here on the football playbook with your boy RIC in the place to be. Rick Saratella, tell it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft and everything football here on the football playbook with you today, August 31st, 2022. It's a woman in football Wednesday here. We're going to continue to highlight a lot of women in sports. We're going to continue to highlight young talent uh, in the media and football industry, something I've always done on my shows. And you heard Ali Fayad talk about good to see coming on um, the state of football was the last time that Ali was on my show. And those of you who have followed along uh, for the past, you know, two decades or so 
will be no stranger uh, to our next guest who filled in quite a bit for uh, my show, The State of Football, also the host of our NFL draft coverage now, a play-by-play and anchor for uh, the Marva Sports down there in Maryland, Kayla Santiago, making her football playbook debut. Good morning, Kayla. Great to see you again. You too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk football. I know. I, I know you love to chop it up and break it down, <laughs> Eagles edition, because uh, – by the way, if you're not following Kayla Santiago on Twitter, she's a must follow for any Eagles fans on Sundays because you're as passionate as it comes when it comes to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I know our chat room is going to appreciate all your love and support of the birds. But uh, for those of you, you're making your football playbook debut. We've got a lot of different viewers and audience. It's not our traditional NFL draft Bible audience. So uh, introduce yourself to the folks at home. Tell them a little bit about where you're from, what you do, and where you're at today. Yeah, so I'm originally from South Jersey, right outside of Philly. So I grew up watching all Philly sports and love them dearly. But right now I'm in Salisbury, Maryland. I'm a play-by-play broadcaster, anchor, and reporter for Delmarva Sports, where we cover all the high school, colleges, and minor league teams um, around the Delmarva region. So that's Southern Maryland and Southern Delaware. And I actually am um, now sports director for Delmarva Sports. So that was oh, just brought apart nice. uh, over the weekend. So yeah, it's been about a year here. It's been really awesome to kind of grow my horizon, but I always love to, you know, come on different social media platforms and different platforms just as this as well and talk football, talk everything sports. And it's just been a really awesome opportunity for sure. Yeah, no doubt. That's great. Uh, Great news to see you uh, continue to flourish and do big things, something that I kind of knew you were destined for. So, uh, all right, let's let's talk some Eagles football. Um, The big trade, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson coming to town yesterday. I haven't checked the Ocean Casino Sportsbook odds at the gallery yet, but my my feeling is the odds for the Eagles to win this NFC East might just maybe might have improved just a little bit. Uh, have they overtaken the Dallas Cowboys as the Vegas favorite? I don't know on paper, but it seems to be a two-horse race in this NFC East. Do you think the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson edition does enough to put the Eagles as the clear-cut front runners in this division? I don't know about clear-cut, but I definitely definitely think it helps them a lot. I mean, secondary has been one of the places where the Eagles have struggled for years at this point, and to bring in that addition, I think it's going to be absolutely huge, especially when you're talking about two divisional games against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I still think it's very neck and neck. I think you're going to have to wait until the season starts a little bit to see how Jalen Hurts can kind of utilize that receiver core, but I'm excited. I mean, I think the Eagles have a really good chance of winning this division and not just winning it because it's the NFC least, but winning it because they're actually a good team and can try to make a playoff push this year. Yeah. I think safety was the one position by far, especially on defense Mm -hmm. that, that Howie was going to kind of look to upgrade. I know they were talking to Cincinnati at one point about Jesse Bates and the compensation was like a first round pick. They get Chauncey Gardner Johnson for a bag of chips. Unbelievable. Uh, the wheeling and dealing, how he's pulled off here in the offseason. But the trickle or ripple effect was the release of Anthony Harris. I saw a question come in in the chat room. Uh, would Anthony Harris be a candidate to return to Philadelphia, possibly on the practice squad? They've expanded it to 16 spots. I think six roster spot or six practice squad spots can be allocated to NFL veterans. Do you think 
Harris has a chance of coming back to Philadelphia or did that ship sail? I think there's a slight chance. I think that it will be a little bit tough because I think right now the Eagles are really secure in what they have and what they have on that practice squad. But, hey, you never know what can happen. You never know if they can call him in later as well. There's injuries always happen. Things go on last minute. And I honestly think I know a lot of people are not fans of Howie Roseman, but what he's been able to do the last six months, I think, have really helped out Philadelphia. So I think there's a chance, but I think right now that's not the direction that they're looking in. I tend to agree because, you know, Harris kind of on the back nine, you got all these young, talented players, Reed Blankenship, an undrafted free agent who played really well. Andre Chicherry played uh, above mm -hmm. his head, and um, they still have Kevon Wallace, who they like, they seem to like. Uh, I don't know if he earned that roster spot or it's just because he was a draft pick or not. I, I mean, I'm a big Reed Blankenship guy, but no, I tend to agree. I don't think Anthony Harris will be back unless – there's absolutely zero interest uh, on the market, which I don't know. I tend to think that somebody's going to probably scoop him up. We shall see. Uh, they try to catch lightning in a bottle with, with Jaquiski Tart. That didn't pan out. So uh, the new starting safety duo looks phenomenal. That Eagles defense is looking star-studded. Uh, where are you with the John and, uh, Jonathan Gannon game plan a lot of folks think he's not aggressive enough are you um gonna wait and see what he does here or what do you what are your thoughts with this defensive scheme yeah i think it's a big wait and see and i think i've been saying that for the whole entire eagles team as a whole right you're talking about another year second year head coach basically second year full-time starting quarterback in jalen hurts and i think it's a wait and see i think you're gonna have to see how this chemistry and this defense kind of works out but on paper, honestly, I think this is the best defense the Eagles have had in a really long time. We've seen the receivers. We've seen the QB discussion back then with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, the running backs that they've had that were supposed to be very, very good. And now it's exciting to have another good secondary. And I think it makes it a little bit easier to bring out a defensive scheme because you have so much talent now back there in the secondary. So it's going to take a few games. I think you look into week four and you say, now I can really judge. But I think right now it's just a little bit too hard to look at and say exactly what he's going to do. All right, fair enough. Let's uh, let's switch over to the other side of the ball then. And I'll put you on the spot with this uh, Nick Sariani offense here that if there's a criticism of it, there, it's not creative enough is what you hear, or they don't use motion enough. Um do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you want to see more trick plays? Do you want to see more men in motion? Do you want to see them employ more four wide receiver sets? What are you looking for from this Eagles offense and how do you think it'll eventually play out? I would like to see more trick plays, but I think for the first few weeks, just keeping it simple. I think you're really going to have to figure out how Jalen Hurts can have enough time there in the pocket to really air it out. I mean, that Devontae Smith connection we saw a little bit towards the end of the year. And I think now that Smith is just going to have so many more openings because of A.J. Brown. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of what he draws up. I think a little bit, if you're going to have to really focus on that protection with the offensive line right there. But I think it's just keeping it simple. It's giving Jalen Hurts a little bit more opportunity to launch the ball out there. We'll really see how good his arm is this year. But Hertz can really run, tuck, and go, and he can also throw a little bit. I just think it's about 
How are you working those slants in? How are you working those deep balls in? And how are you really utilizing that duo in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown? I think that's the biggest thing for Nick Sirianni this year because if they're not able to have a good offense, there's really, really no excuse considering you have two really good wide receivers and an up-and-coming quarterback. Yeah, and that dual threat capability, I mean, when Jalen plants his foot and goes, he's like a running back back there. I mean, you got to you gotta be held accountable for that on the defensive side of the ball. So where are you kind of in the Jalen Hurts development phase here? Because uh, last preseason, we didn't see him at all. This preseason, they trotted him out there for the first game. I think he goes six for six, leads the team down the track. Other than that, though, he's kind of been kept under wraps unless you were – one of these beat reporters there at the practice. We just know what we've heard. I mean, are you kind of satisfied with the Jalen Hurts development? Are you kind of taking a wait and see approach there? Do you think he makes a significant jump, a slight jump? And are we looking at a big money contract during the off season? Oh, I think he takes a slight jump. And I think people really have to think about this is truly his second full year as being a starter. You know, he came in at the tail end of Carson Wentz a few seasons ago, but he wasn't fully in there. And last year was his first year with Nick Sirianni. So you're talking about year two, these guys together. I still see him in my eyes as a young quarterback that has to develop. Now, I think a lot more people are going to be a lot harder on him this year just because the talent that he has around him. So if he doesn't do well, I mean, you're going to hear the flack from every single person in Philadelphia, sports talk, radio, fans, journalists, everything like that, just because he has so much talent. But a year ago, I personally didn't even think the Eagles were going to make the playoffs. And somehow Jalen Hurts was able to put this team on his back and push that route. So I think he just has to go up from here. And I think if he can really have a good season, if he can get the Eagles past the second round of playoffs, there is a possibility about some money coming in for him, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. Kayla Santiago here on the Football Playbook, along with Rick Saratella talking some Eagles. And, you know, I mentioned with my first guest today, Glenn Irby from the Eagles Newswire at USA Today, I said Jalen Hurts is probably – on this 53-man roster, the biggest player under the microscope, and he will continue to be that week in and week out. After Jalen Hurts, though, it's probably Jalen Rager, right? Because, I mean, this guy is getting shredded, it seems like, by the fan base, by the media. Howie Roseman and and, and company, uh, Sariani, they come out at the press conference and defend him, say he made a bunch of plays in camp. Oh, oh, by the way, he was one of the only players who participated in every single practice. I mean, excuse after excuse after excuse for keeping him on the roster. Will Jalen Rager make an impact this season? And will he finish the year on the Eagles roster, do you think? I don't think he finishes the year on the Eagles roster. I think it's just one too many tries that he's been able to have and so many chances that the Eagles have given him. And especially when you're talking about a guy like Jalen Hurts, who is still developing that deep ball. If it's constant that Rager is not able to catch those, it's going to be an issue. Now, I think there's not as much pressure on his back, and everybody might think I'm crazy for saying that because everybody's going at him, but he's looked at as the third or fourth receiver, if you're counting tight ends as well, in this group this year. When he first came in and when he was drafted, a lot of people were like, well, he has to be wide receiver number one or wide receiver number two. He doesn't have to be that anymore. So maybe that takes the pressure off of him. And maybe he has a pretty good year. But I think just one too many drops and he has not set up the way that he's needed to. Unless he has a phenomenal first half of the year, I think the Eagles are going to go another way. 
Yeah, he's shaping up for a uh, endorsement from uh, uh, Parquet. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Jalen Rager. Right. We got Kayla Santiago, Rick Saratella chopping it up, breaking it down. Okay, 53-man cuts were yesterday. couple players here who could be coming back. Speaking of wide receivers, I thought Deion Kane outplayed Rager. Britton Covey gave him a run for the money on the uh, return game capabilities. And Devin Allen, to me, really flashed. I mean, I liked what I saw on special teams, oh, yeah. especially from Devin Allen. Of course, that 55-yard pass wasn't too shabby either. Mm -hmm. uh, if you had to choose one of the three, who, who, who are you bringing back here? I really like Devin Allen as well, and I think it's just the special teams aspect. And I think that's an area where a lot of people and a lot of teams looked over, but that can really, really make a difference when you go late into those tight games, especially these divisional matchups. When you talk about the Eagles and Cowboys being the two top dogs right now, at least on paper in this division, and it could come down to that game and a simple play like that, I think you need Allen on special teams. And I would give him a shot. I think that he can make a really good impact, and I think he can help them out. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm going to give you a second to think about it, but I need a Kayla Santiago Super Bowl prediction on record here, and I'll give you a second to think about it. While you do, I just want to remind all of the listening audience that the football playbook is brought to you by Ocean Casino Resorts in Atlantic City. Make sure you check out the gallery. We'll be down there frequently and often. You're home for the Eagles postgame. Maybe we'll be able to get Kayla down to one of the Eagles postgame shows. But uh, I'm queuing it up. I gave you time to deliberate there in your head there, Kayla. Give us the official Super Bowl prediction. Who do you got for us? I've been saying this for a while, and I'm going to stick to my word. I think it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the oh. Buffalo Bills. I think that the Bills kind of went into last year, and they have a chip on their shoulder, and I think they're bringing a lot of talent back. Now, I know a lot of people might not agree with Tampa Bay, but listen, Tom Brady is coming back for the pure reason that he wants to go out winning a Super Bowl, in my personal opinion. Never talked to the guy a day in my life. Don't really know Tampa Bay beat reporters. But he came back for a reason, and I think that he's going to be able to push it all the way. Now, do I think the Buccaneers are going to win? No, but they're definitely my favorite coming out of the conference. Okay, so no concerns about the 10-day the sabbatical in the middle of training camp for Mr. Brady. Uh, you're on record now. <laughs> it's not it's not gonna look good if the eagles bring it home <laughs> i mean hey if the eagles bring it home i will be as happy as can be you'll see me all over twitter instagram tiktok everything <laughs> scream my head off like a crazy person but right now i just think they're a little bit too young to make it that far i think they can make a good postseason push but football is super competitive and we've seen that experience has really pushed these players a lot so maybe in a few years if they stick to their core group but i don't know about this season all right, we'll see. The uh, the Buccaneers were obviously the roadblock for the Eagles a year ago in that wild card matchup. We'll see how it all pans out. And hopefully uh, we have you back on the show frequently before the Super Bowl. But uh, give the listening audience at home uh, what you have on top there uh, at Delmarva, Delmarva Sports. Make sure you follow them at Delmarva Sports. Uh, make sure you follow at Kayla Santiago underscore one, I think it is. And now the new uh, sports programming director. Is that is that the correct title? Yes, yeah, sports director. So we'll have um, a lot of stuff coming up at Delmarva Sports. You know, we're covering high school sports is huge down here in the Maryland area, especially Southern Maryland. It kind of gives that Texas football high school feel. So 
We'll be doing live games every single day. If you're not in the area of Delmarva, you can download our app, actually. It's the Delmarva Sports Network app in the Android and Apple App Store, where you can see all of our live games. So we're super excited about that. We've got MMA fights coming now. We have a pro MMA fight in October, where a lot of those guys are contending for the UFC as well. So that's pretty dope. And you know, just joining things like this. So I love to as well. Love talking Eagles football. As you mentioned before, you'll see on my Twitter all season long, everything football, everything fall sports, things like that. I go a little crazy on that app and I love it. So it's like a big family out there on Twitter. Oh yeah. Everything Philly, really. You're all over the 76ers beat as well. I see you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're my, <laughs> listen, I know it's football talk right now, but out of every Philly team, I think they're the best to win a championship sooner than later, but who knows? The Eagles might surprise us. Hey, anytime I have an excuse to party down Broadway in the middle of Philadelphia, <laughs> sign me up. So exactly. I hope somebody brings home the chip. <laughs> but uh, hey, we appreciate the time, Kayla. I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. And uh, you and I will talk off the air and hopefully pop you back here on the air. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for having me on. I always love talking birds. Of course. Part of the familia. Kayla sure. Santiago here on the football playbook, making her football playbook debut. Hey, it's a woman in football Wednesday. We will have Amanda Ruler coming up later on in the show, Seattle Seahawks coach. Uh, but coming up next, good friend of mine, Dr. Lynn Lasbrook will join us from the sports management worldwide, taking you up to the 12 o'clock hour, one hour in the books, one hour to go. Got to pay some bills. We'll be back right after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You 
could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. It's the football playbook here with the RIC and the place to be Rick Saratella. Tell it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft. Everything football. It's what we do since 2002. Check us out over at the NFL draft Of course, subscribe to the Jacob Sports channel here on YouTube. If you're tuned in right now, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, show your boy some love. Get us up there in the algorithms. It's all about the algorithms these days. And so. We appreciate all the love and the support and the likes. And we've had, we've been on fire here the first hour of the football playbook show. What a bunch of great guests. Glenn Irby checking in from the Eagles Newswire on USA Today. We had Ali Fayad, the former Philadelphia Eagles linebacker. How about Kayla Santiago from Delmarva Sports? A great spot there talking Eagles football. And now we enter the second hour of power with a very good friend of the show very good friend of mine the doctor is there a doctor in the building good, Dr. Lynn good morning, Rick. <laughs> it's post it's post COVID, and uh i'm i'm delighted to be here there's something about this football season that i've Ooh. never witnessed and i've watched uh 65 almost 70 years of football and for some reason starting tomorrow night with college because that's where the draft starts uh i've never been more excited it keeps a, a an old man young if i may no, it's exciting times, and we're going to get into uh, a lot of that in just a moment. And I have a feeling why it might be super exciting. We'll talk about that in just a second. But, uh, of course, sports management worldwide is your home if you want to break into sports and looking for a career, bust down some doors, and get to know some people like myself. We'll get into that as well. But first off, we are very Philadelphia-orientated, Doc. So say hello to all the Philadelphians out there. Give us a, I know you've got a story about Philadelphia. Well, I, come on, Brian, Brian Dawkins. I call it the Ralph rule. You get Ralph out of Louisville, who's still a friend of mine. Uh, Brian, uh, two years later out of Clemson and Jim Steiner and I represented Brian, uh, throughout his career. And that's one of my favorite stories. And, uh, he's a great man on and off the field. He is. And Akeem Jordan's another one that came through our agent advisor program. So, no, I I follow Philadelphia very much. Well, yeah, you mentioned um, Brian Dawkins. I had a chance to catch up with him. He was receiving an honor at the Maxwell Football Club Awards uh, not too many months ago. Yeah. Of course, Jacob Sports was there on on location, and I had a chance to talk to to Brian Dawkins. And you're right, he's a first class act. Really good dude, really family orientated man. He yeah. had his whole family there. So uh very cool story there. As is Cavante Turpin. Let's talk about this guy because sports management worldwide uh is a website where you can learn football courses, but you actually started as a uh certified NFL agent. I know you've been doing this for quite some time. You've had a lot of clients, such as the great Brian Dawkins, and uh your latest client, Cavante Turpin. I mean 
is there i mean give me a is there a better story in nfl training camp than this guy you know rick i gotta be honest with you i i sit there with my wife uh, when he got those two touchdowns and i told her about this guy and it's a five-year uh a journey Uh, and our agent advisors were the ones that did all this reconstruction and mike riley my friend uh, the coach of the usfl and coach of the year along with uh uh, Cavante, uh, and to sit there 25 years later after I started a company where I think we needed more of a one-on-one approach, what these agent advisors did for Cavante, and he feels the same way. It's a great story, and I think it's just the beginning. I've probably never been more excited or proud of our company. Now the agent advisor program is starting to yield results uh, at a level that we've never seen before. It's very exciting. Thanks for bringing that up. No, I was excited when he had that preseason game. He returned two kicks to the house. I said, there it is. Put him on the 53-man roster. And, uh, you know, for those of you, if you're not familiar with Cavante Turpin, I mean, Eagles fans will get to know him real quickly because they'll be playing the Cowboys twice a year, and he'll be back there, and he's a weapon. And he, I remember he went to the fan-controlled football league. The what? The fan-controlled football league. He was playing (laughs) indoor football, right? And it really yeah. didn't mesh well, though, for his skill set because it was in condensed corners. Right. And he went right, and right. laid down the film and right. he said, hey, I'm going to do it. And he did it. And then he goes to the European League of Football out across the pond. Then he's yeah. playing in Europe. And then he, and then the NFL still doesn't want to give him a shot. He goes, hey, sign me up for the USFL. Buckle up. And talk about a guy who just loves the game, doing yeah. whatever it takes to play football. I mean, that's the story of Cavante Turpin out of TCU. No, it's an exciting story, and it, it gets me the goosebumps because I'm so proud of how far we've come and and what uh, Brian Lowe and Perry have done to help him. And I give them all the credit, but that was the dream of the company is to get the agent advisors from all over the world involved with representation and not leave it to the corporate agency. So I'm really proud of that. we got Dr. Lynn Lasbrook, good friend of mine here on the Football Playbook and, uh, of course, sports management worldwide, go to smww.com. You mentioned your better half, Liz. Hi, if you're watching. And, I uh, hope she's watching. I got up early <laughs> for this. I didn't want to. I, I got her. Uh, Sarah's making sure I know how to do StreamYard. And yeah. Jeff's in the back <laughs> making calls. And uh, we're closing it's out early. the month. But, you know, September, as you know, and what you've done in your career, I've been proud to watch your growth and and our partnership. And I'm more excited than ever for you as well as us. And I think the future is bright. There's there's plenty of room to grow. And globally, if you watch the Nebraska-Northwestern game and you see NFL going to Germany and and England and we were Mexico City before COVID, this globalization and talent Mm -hmm. discovery is is global and it's exciting. We always say go global or go home. And you're – the NFL, Jerry Jones and those owners get it. Uh, you watch that soccer game the Friday after Thanksgiving. You look at the viewership and you'll say, wow, why can't we grow like soccer? And I think that's what the NFL's doing. They're going global. Yeah, sports management worldwide going global. I know you guys yeah. are coordinating conferences all over the globe. And yeah. uh, it's been fun to watch yeah. your evolution yeah. over yeah. the past couple of decades of your online courses. And then by, by the way, uh, we had Aaron Schatz on earlier this week who teaches yeah. the football analytics course and yeah. we talked some DVOA, but uh, he, he got Eagles fans in a, in a frantic uh, with the <laughs> Super Bowl prediction. He's got the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. You know, the story behind Aaron, he's a, he really was a pioneer of football analytics, just like others. 
and 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 we all know about Moneyball, but you look about we have analytics, Dean Oliver and basketball. But I want to tell you something that uh, we, Aaron is just great to work with. He's great in our class, and uh, you know all our faculty or industry leaders, none of them have a doctorate in kinesiology, but me. And I think that's the most irrelevant right now, uh, 50 years later. But Aaron is one of my favorite. And we bring him to our NFL uh, at the combine. He's just a great, uh, he's, he's not only knowledgeable, but he's fun. He makes it fun. No, the SMWW Football Career Conference is one of my favorite events of the year. If you're ever out in Indianapolis during the NFL scouting combine, uh, I get I get to speak with you up there on one of the panels, but I love <laughs> listening to guys like yeah. Aaron who really enlightened me on some of the analytics that he does put out there. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, I know Liz put together a special promo for our listeners today. How about oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you know we're not here to sell anything; just tell our story. SMWW.com, but Draft Bible twenty two, obviously the twenty two and Draft Bible lowercase. Uh, you get a $200 discount. But I'm telling you right now, coming off of this Labor Day, things are exploding and there's opportunities in our new uh, football apprenticeship course with your colleague, Dane, and hopefully be involved with the NFLPA. It's, I, we need more scouts, Rick. You can't get enough eyeballs out there discovering the Cavante Turpins of the world. And uh, new ideas, new analytics. Uh, the young people bring a lot of energy and a lot of great ideas. And used to be, Rick, if you didn't play the game and coach it, athletic, you just really couldn't work in the game. And now it's a revolution. Look at how many women are in sports, not just sports broadcasting, but all through uh, managing everything on the field. It's more exciting than ever, uh, the diversity. And uh, you hit it right on the head. And I'm very proud of how we're growing. And, and thanks for mentioning that. We always will do anything they call. I'll talk to them, give them career advice. We don't sell, we tell. And if tell makes them excited, that's another story. You know what I mean? No, but it's it's good. I think it's NFL Draft Bible all one word, 22, NFL Draft Bible, 22, save a few. Well, I bucks. said Draft Bible, 22, but you're saying NFL. I'm going to go with you. And I'll put Ike on probation. <laughs> I'm in the loop, Doc. I'm in the loop. Stick with me. I know. I, I'll put Ike on probation on that because I got a text to prove it. But, you know, those are the flaws when we work through these days running a company. <laughs> no doubt. And uh, you mentioned Dane Vandernat, the uh, executive yeah. director of the NFL PA Collegiate Ball, who, oh, by the way, will be joining us tomorrow as we yeah. – uh, preview to Thursday night college football slate. We got college football tomorrow night. Dane will be on uh, chopping it up and breaking it down with us there. But it, it's great to see him now uh, teaching the football GM and scouting yeah. course. And uh, we've had quite a few people at the NFL draft. Bible. In fact, we just had a new intern start uh, last week from yeah. the sports management worldwide folks. And I, get, I that's what you guys are doing. You're creating opportunity, yeah. uh, break into the business with, with guys like yourself and, um, you get connected. Like I saw somebody in the chat room. We, we're, we're a little bit connected over here. We know. No, no. People, we got, right? and Dan, Dan doing the apprenticeship program. Uh, we brought that back after COVID. And uh, he's just he's so good with students and so sincere and very knowledgeable. And to be honest with you, uh, again, thanks for the referral. But he's been a superstar for us. And there, the, anybody who wants to be a scout can learn so much through the practicum and scouting games and talking every week about it it's really a good uh, laboratory oh no it's uh it's a today's a a, a woman in wednesday 
Women Women in Football Wednesday. Tomorrow will be a tutorial Thursday because. So do you think I was a woman because my name Lynn? Is that all I got? (laughs) Well, you know, it kind of went with the theme, you know. But uh, (laughs) we had we had Kayla Santiago on right before you. Yeah, I saw her. She's very impressive, by the way. Yeah, and we have uh, our good friend Amanda Ruler will be joining us right now. No, it's it's and I think it's great, Your Honor, the diversity. You know, I think we're the most diversified sports company in the world, and that's gender and race and culture and geo. Uh, it's 30,000 people all over the world from 163 different countries. And online's here to stay, Rick. We can talk all we want about the classroom, but online. And now with college credit, we're having an explosion of interest in our company. No, that's great. The fact that you've partnered up with uh, your alma mater, right? Four yeah, days four days and, yeah. You know, by the way, Mike McCarthy got his coaching career started there. Oh, okay. And he's getting the alumni award. So in in a way with Mike Riley, my colleague, and I had Jonathan Smith as a student and not only Mike uh, coaching Cavante and then uh, Mike McCarthy and, you know, John Fossil with the Cowboys, the one that really liked Cavante, his, his dad, uh, Jim Fossil was incredible coach at Utah and in the NFL. So I've been in a long time and I'm having more fun I've ever had. Kid in the candy store is the only way I can describe it. No, and that's the other thing is like the uh, the courses that you offer, they're not just for like people trying to break into the business. I don't want to mislead them because my my good friend Teddy Gavay, the assistant GM up at Winnipeg, oh, by the way, back-to-back Grey Cup champions going for a three-peat. Yeah. He rants and raves about the analytics course that Aaron teaches. So yeah. um, there you go. If you want a testimonial. And you know, I- we're not talking baseball day, but Mike Matheny, the manager of the Royals, took our course and got hired by the Royals. And that's a great story. But I'm proud of our faculty and our colleagues. We're going to have more fun this year. And I can't wait to, for tomorrow. And I'm so proud of your company and the growth and how relevant uh, you've become in the world. It's uh, You're doing it all. And I we're admire trying. you very much. We're trying. Yeah, no and we're smiling while we're doing it. If you getting paid for your passions a secret in life. I can't imagine. I've been in sports since I played catch with my dad uh, at five years old. I've never left it. I'm 73 and I feel uh, 23. I really do. And I feel lucky. So nothing keeps me going more than sports. It's fun. Well, you keep on, you stay on the move. I see you all over the place. Uh, going global is not just a phrase. I mean, you guys are living it. I've seen you guys all over with your career conferences. Yeah. Uh, what do you got queued up? What is, what's lined up next? What are some of the events? Where are you going to be? Where can people? Well, yeah, up? we're going to San Diego for the MLB uh, winter meetings. You know, COVID knocked us out. We just came from uh, Montreal, the NHL draft, and we'll obviously be back at Indianapolis. It's going back there again uh, yeah. for two more years. We're Thank planning God. on something in soccer and uh it's just exciting nashville next year for the nhl and we do all sports because i think it's exciting we got cricket and rugby but these conferences with covid we couldn't do anything but now we're back in the saddle and we're uh, it's good to have some ground game and have a beer with our students so that's why we do that absolutely i love it and uh really appreciate the time here today uh we'll get you back on once cavante turpin returns a couple touchdowns and talk about it huh yeah, it's good. And good luck to you. And we'll have some fun. We'll see you soon. No, absolutely, Doc. I appreciate Thank you, you so hopping much. on. That's Dr. Lynn Lashbrook from Sports Management Worldwide. If you want that promo, his better half, Liz, texted me this morning. NFL Draft Bible 22, all lowercase. NFL Draft Bible 22. You can save 300 bucks off of any online course at smww.com if you're interested. Uh, always love talking to the doctor. Love talking to our next guest, Amanda Ruler. It's been too long. 
Uh, we'll chop it up with her, talk about her training camp and preseason experience coaching with the Seattle Seahawks. And we'll take you up to the 12 o'clock hour uh, right after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. I already seen a place to be broadcasting live from the Jersey Shore around the universe. We just had the good doctor checking in from Seattle, by the way. That's why it's so early out there for him. And uh, always appreciate our guests when they wake up early with us. And uh, speaking of Seattle, we have Seahawks coach Amanda Ruler joining the show, making her football playbook debut. But longtime friend of the show. Good morning, Amanda. How are you today? Awesome. Good morning. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. And uh, last time I caught up with you, I saw you at the Hub football camp uh, a couple months back. You were just getting started with your uh, Seattle Seahawks coaching uh, apprenticeship there. So 
take us through that process. Well, before we get there, I mean, you're a regular co-host on my uh, previous show, The State of Football. So my audience already knows who you are, but we have a much bigger audience and a lot of new listeners here. So uh, before we get into the Seattle Seahawks experience, just tell the listening audience at home a little bit about yourself, where you're checking in from today and all the great things you've been doing over this past year or two since I've known you. Amazing. Well, I'm like, where to start now? So <laughs> I, yeah, I coached university football in Canada for a year. I coached with the, in the CFL part of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And then I got put on the Bill Walsh diversity fellowship with the Seattle Seahawks. So I was with them for OTAs and mini camp, um, had a little bit of a break there and then back to training camp and into the preseason, which was awesome to be able to coach in a NFL game. That was that was an amazing experience to be on the headset, listening to what all the coaches are saying and and contributing and, and bringing my flair to the game and what the Seahawks brought to the table. What I liked about the Seahawks is always compete. That's what that's what the organization was about. And that's what Pete Carroll's about. And I really fit in there. I felt like I could be myself. I could be part of that philosophy. And I brought the juice every single day as the assistant running backs coach, part of that program. And it was a great learning atmosphere, great environment. I brought everything I had to the position and left everything out there. Coaching the backs was an amazing opportunity. Um, getting to work with people like Richard Penny or Kenneth Walker, who who I'm I'm he's going to be a great athlete this year and running back all together. DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, these guys really welcomed me in, took my advice, and we worked together to be a cohesive group to make them better and me stronger as a coach overall. Yeah, you know it's it was so fun to watch all the coverage and see the pictures of you on the sidelines doing your thing and. Uh, our previous guest, Dr. Lynn Lasberg, said, hey, you don't necessarily have to play football to coach football. But for those who don't know, Amanda played running back in the right. So yeah. I mean, you were a running back. <laughs> I right? play, yeah, I did play football. No, I played football, which is quite interesting because when I was uh, like asking around people's stories, part of the Seahawks, and all the coaches, not every one of them played. And I thought that was very interesting because sometimes people ask me, did you play? Do you understand the game? And I think that that's a silly question when there's a lot of coaches out there that haven't played. Yes, I did play, but I don't always need to put that out there. First and foremost, just watch me based on my ability, what I bring to the table, the energy I bring, the knowledge I bring, judge me based on that. But I did play running back. I played corner. So I do have knowledge on both sides of the ball and uh, special teams. So it was always fun. It's fun. I just loved playing. It was my favorite. It is my favorite sport to begin with. So I was happy. I got the opportunity to get into coaching. Oh, she's a football lifer, folks. Don't get it twisted. Amanda Ruler here on the Football Playbook Show with Rick Saratella. If you're enjoying the show, if you're enjoying our guests, hit that like button, make it happen. And uh, a lot of people want to know, how is that Seattle backfield going to pan out? Because Chris Carson, unfortunately, had to retire. Uh, Rashard Penny, a little bit banged up there. In, or, or I think the uh, the rookie, Kenneth Walker, was a little bit banged up there in training camp. So Rashard Penny, I think, is slated to start. But you were there. Uh, give us the bird's eye view of your impression of that running back group. It, it was definitely tough to see Chris Carson um leave. I mean, he was kind of the heart and soul of that group. So somebody had to step up and be a leader and they all kind of took on that role together and became a cohesive group because they were missing that big element, I thought. So uh, yes, Richard Penny, 
I think that he's going to be stepping up right now just because we have an injury with Kenneth Walker. So going forward, going into the regular season, we'll probably see Kenneth Walker come back uh, strong, which is good. He took that time to recover from his injury. And I think both guys are great starter material and I'm excited to see there is a little bit of like DJ Dallas coming up in the mix here. So yeah, any, yeah um, I was really impressed with him with preseason games and the energy he brought and all the plays that he had made and, and he's just a great athlete altogether. So I'm excited to see any one of them be in the mix. And I, I think there's depth there. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Well, you know, the Eagles and the Seahawks, two teams that love to run the football, uh, 53-man cut-down roster was yesterday. I don't have the Seahawks list in front of me. I'm not sure if they cut any running backs or not, but Philadelphia could be looking to add a running back. Was there anybody else in camp aside from DJ and and the guys we mentioned? Yeah, uh, so two guys were waived, uh, Josh Johnson and Darwin Thomas. Uh, they were waived, so it's, it's too bad because I really like them because especially Darwin – if you watch that last game or the game against the Bears, he had a quite an explosive play, which everyone uh, I thought he was a great athlete. So hopefully see him be be put in a position to be great somewhere else. I really loved every single one of those guys. There was great depth and it, it's hard to kind of pick and choose when there is that depth. What do you do with that? So um, I'm excited about the future for everybody. All right, we'll see what happens to those two guys. If they were coached up by Amanda Ruler, I know they're going to be fundamentally sound. And uh, one of my favorite moments from the last time hanging out with you, uh, shout out Tom Goodhines is probably watching out there from Hub. And we were out to dinner, but the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were on the television. And you were telling the bartender, you better put that Saskatchewan game on over there. And you were rooting specifically the running backs that you had coached. But – for Saskatchewan overall. And I know you've had a, a personal coaching experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what is next for you? You, you finished up the Seattle uh, Seahawks program. Are you going back to McMaster? I know last season you coached at McMaster university. You had a little stint there with the Saskatchewan rough riders. What's next here for Amanda ruler, or is it to be determined? Yeah, um, just as soon as the program kind of ended here last week, it was going back to my university at McMaster. So a running backs coach there, which is awesome because I can bring all those tools that I learned from CFL, NFL into this experience as well and, and work with these guys and showcase what I learned and make them better as a group overall. And whatever the future holds, it, it holds. And sometimes you leave that group on good terms and saying like, is there a way that I can, you know, intern next year, come back? And I left everyone on really good terms and the door is still open wherever the NFL may take me. And I'm really excited to see where that's going to go. I'm not stressed, right? Because whatever will happen will happen. And I just got to continue to be myself and be the coach I know I can be and just help these guys, whatever level it may be at. I never saw an opportunity to be a head coach until I worked with Pete Carroll. And I told him that because he showed me that that would be an opportunity for my future. And I can see that happening. Too blessed to be stressed. It's Amanda Ruler here with Rick Saratella on the Football Playbook Show. And you can be the head coach of my team any day of the week. I've seen you in action. You coached with us over at the Hub Football Camp. Uh, The players gravitate towards your energy. And you command respect out there, no doubt about it. I've seen it firsthand. And we're getting to the point where, you know, it's not going to be called a woman coach. You'll just be called a coach. But I think we're still kind of crossing that line for people to become accustomed to. Would you agree or disagree? 
Oh, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think that when I come into a stadium, I just want everyone to know that I'm a coach and not the training staff. I think that's that's one of the hurdles that you definitely have to get over is just um, that being known that I'm there's a possibility for a woman to be coaching there and not. I, I, I would love to be part of any staff, but if I'm a coach, just I want that respect level to be there when you enter the stadium or wherever you're coaching at. Now, for those old listeners who are joining us, new listeners, uh, you may or may not know, Amanda is a slew of knowledge when it comes to a fountain of knowledge, I should say, when it comes to the Canadian Football League. And uh, it's been harder than last year to keep up with everything with with everything I have going on. The startup of the USFL was going on uh, a lot of great alternate football outside of the NFL. And we'll do that on occasion here on the football playbook show guys. And uh, let's, let's turn the attention quickly here uh, and shine the spotlight up North because I mentioned in the last segment, good friend of the show, Teddy Gavai up in Winnipeg. Uh, they seem to be the front runners once again, going for the three Pete, but uh, a couple teams might have something to say about that. How do you kind of shape up this CFL contender race? Yeah. Uh, you said it all. I mean, how, can they get three in a row great cups? Like that's like the number one thing I've been asking myself all like this whole entire season is Winnipeg came They're 10 and one right now, which is insanely great. They play Saskatchewan Rough Riders at home. This is the Labor Day classic. So the riders always usually win this game. This one's going to be a tough one for me to even do. I go with the team I coached with or uh, the Winnipeg blue bombers uh, might have to go with the bombers. They're just so, so strong this year. Coach O'Shea is such a great coach. He brings in the best athletes, the best personnel to make this a great team to gravitate towards too. And I could see that with the Seahawks as well. They really bring in guys that have great culture and mentality. They do the same thing at the bombers, which is great. So that's no wonder they're on top this season. There is some teams nipping at their heels, I honestly, I don't even know if they can they can challenge them. But as you know, the CFL is unpredictable week yeah. to week. So that's the hard part when you are um, counting on a team to win. So it could be any given Sunday, as in this Sunday, where a team can win. You have like rivalries all over Bombers, uh, Riders, Argos, Ticats this weekend, Elks, Stamps. Like you have just rivalries all over the place happening. Yeah, it's so exciting because it feels like almost every game comes down to the wire most of them and they're high scoring affairs. Like there's so much excitement. You're never out of it to the end. And where, were you at that game last year? I think you were at that Labor Day classic game. Were you not? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Will um, you be attending the festivities again? Or are you still out in Seattle or what's the game plan there? Um, No, I, I actually am in Hamilton, Ontario, just coaching with uh, McMaster Marauders at the university here. We actually have a game this weekend, this Saturday. So I'm just yeah, game, game planning for that. But the Bombers, like when they have been winning this year, they've been just scraping by. It's been high scoring games, but just by like a couple points, maybe five points. So maybe that says something for maybe they could take an L this weekend. All right. We shall see Amanda Ruler here on the football playbook and we'll pop her on as much as we possibly can. She's a busy person these days. She's coaching here. She's coaching there. She's coaching everywhere. And I know you're a big aspiration uh you know, to especially women in football that want to be coaches. And it was not too long ago when you came on my show for the first time and said, Hey, I want to be the first ever female CFL coach. And uh, never mind that we skipped that part. We went straight to the NFL. But uh, for any aspiring person or woman or anyone that wants to get into the coaching industry, 
especially at a very high level, what's the piece of advice you want to tell them? I, I'm so glad that you asked because this is huge, is go after what you want and surround yourself with that people. Like I specifically, and I talked to you, went to the NFL Combine this year so I could meet with those people face to face because I've applied my resume hundreds of times to hundreds of people and, and NFL and CFL websites. Once you get in front of them, they can see your passion. They can see why you do what you do. And then once you get your foot in the door, it's game over. That's exactly what I did. Get in front of these people, find out where they are and, and, and just be like, I am here. This is what I do. And this is what I want to do. How can I help? Is there internships? Is there volunteer opportunities? And you will be surprised at all the opportunities that are actually out there. I emailed over um, 200 colleges like in Canada, in the States, and I, I, I got emails back from people just saying there's opportunities. There is the places, you just have to go the extra mile to find out how to get there. Oh, the lights yeah, just no went doubt. out in the building. Oh, there we go. lights out. Sean Merriman <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'm in a room where the lights just went out. All good. We're coming to a close anyway, uh, so we'll get you out of here. I know you got things to do. Make sure you follow her at Amanda Bollock. And uh, what are the parting shots for the people? What are some of the things we can keep uh, a lookout year for you uh, coming up? Honestly, I'll be coaching at McMaster University this year, which is exciting. We have tons of games coming up. So follow the um, any Canada U sport things coming up and you'll you will see me in the NFL again. I promise you that. Oh, no doubt about it. Absolutely. And we will see you back here on the football playbook show. I know that. Yes, ex exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll be back. All right, Amanda, take care. We'll chat. Thanks for hopping on and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right, Amanda Ruler, good friend, frequent guest, uh, bringing some great knowledge and perspective and just a phenomenal coach. Uh, love the energy, the passion, the enthusiasm. She is a head coach in the making. It would not surprise me one bit in my lifetime if I see Amanda Ruler as a head coach. Hey, uh, it's the head coach of the football playbook. That's Rick Saratella. We've got another, oh, 20 minutes or so to mess around with. When we come back, we'll tie up some loose ends. You guys are getting antsy with some Eagles talk. We'll switch it and flip it and reverse it. And uh, we'll get Tone's take. We'll see what Tone is doing behind the stream. We'll pop him on the scene, taking you up to the 12 o'clock hour. The sports take guys will take it from there, followed by uh, the Dan Cilio Show, Big Sills from 3 to 6, bringing you home here on the Jacob Sports Channel. We'll be back right after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.
is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Bringing you down the home stretch, stretch here, Rick Saratella of the Football Playbook, brought to you by Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. We got one more day of your t- ten times reward play at the Ocean Casino and Resort. Make sure you get down on it. Make sure you join us for the Eagles post game live on location from the gallery there at the Ocean Casino Resorts. I'll be heading down there right after the show. In fact, uh, excited for that. They put out their fall concert schedule the atlantic city jazz festival september 17th coming to the ocean casino uh that has me jazzed up ready to go uh for the close of the show couple loose ends and guys listen you guys are on fire in the chat room today tone you got to get the chat room police out here i mean these guys are are uh (laughs) on fire today and we appreciate the love and support make sure you show the love and support hit that like button and guys we're gonna steer away from the eagles a little bit here come on there's a whole football universe that i like to discuss but we'll always keep our temperature in the chat room you want more eagles talk we'll bring it to you uh we'll pop tone on in just a second to get his perspective i'm sure he'll swing it back to the eagles pendulum but uh let me talk about the las vegas raiders real quick because I saw John Gruden in the news yesterday uh, saying, I'm a good guy. I deserve another shot. Uh, Not as a GM, my friend, (laughs) because your draft picks were terrible, (laughs) as Charles Barkley might say. Terrible, John and and Mike Mayock. I mean, Alex Leatherwood, we were reaching, brah. We were reaching, huh? Uh, First round pick from a year ago, released yesterday, part of the 53 man cut. If you look at the three years of first round picks, I think two, they, they've had six first round picks in the last three years. I think two of them are still on the team. How bad is that? That's about as bad as it gets. Clellan Farrell, Josh Jacobs, John Abraham in 2019. Uh, Talk about a dumpster fire or a car fire. 2020, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, two more reaches. And then last year, Alex Leatherwood. Yikes. Uh, that's a heck of a mess that Josh McDaniels has to mop up. Uh, aisle nine, mop up duties. What a mess. 
I just wanted to get that out there. Um, oh, by the way, Dane Vandernat will join in us tomorrow. My compadre there at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. For those of you who may not know, one of my other gigs is a scout for the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, the 11th annual NFL PA Collegiate Bowl coming in January. And as of yesterday, these numbers are fluid. We'll get an update tomorrow from Dane. But I'm very proud of the fact that we had 23 members of our 2022 NFL PA Collegiate Bowl roster. Uh, at last check, 23 guys made 53-man rosters. Phenomenal. Another eight guys uh, were placed on the IR. And we heard from 43 players that are expected to sign with the practice squad. So we'll update those numbers tomorrow with Dane. But a couple quick shout outs here that I'm especially proud of. Uh, Julius Chestnut out of Sacred Heart. Out of where? Sacred Heart right up in Connecticut. Um, he, he earned himself a 53-man roster spot as an undrafted free agent behind Derrick Henry. Outplayed the fourth round pick Hassan Haskins. And so shout out to Julius Chestnut. That's a name you're going to hear more uh, come Sundays. And so uh, the other guy I wanted to give a shout out to you want, you want your Eagles talk, Josh, Josh Sills. Okay. Uh, from Oklahoma state, somebody who, Oh, by the way, you know, Mac and Mac, they were, they were getting on me a little bit. They were razzing me the other day for my praise of Carson strong leading up to the NFL draft. Uh, you know, I'll call out Jody Mack on this one because he told me Josh Sills has no shot of making the Eagles 53-man roster. Why, well, hey, Jody, you know, I saw some things out in Pasadena at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. You saw Howie Roseman uh, talk about him yesterday. He had to stop himself short of calling him a Hall of Famer because he said, hey, the guy's six foot five. he's 320, he can play inside, he can play outside. Oh, by the way, scouts were so impressed with him, they asked him to take snaps as a center. So that's why I said, you know, Josh Sills was a guy I was keeping an eye on because he could play all five offensive line positions. I really like what uh, Josh Sills brings to the table. Another one of our undrafted free agent alumni from the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl that will uh, be making a roster, be making a name for himself here on Sunday. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, by the way, we'll have uh, a star-studded lineup once again tomorrow. You thought, uh, you know, we're off to a good start. We just keep getting stronger, baby, as the tide comes in and the Ocean Casino gets rocking. Uh, we keep it moving and grooving here on the football playbook. We'll have Dane Vandernat breaking down the Thursday night football matchups. Uh, a lot on tap this weekend. Uh, we're trying to get um, Villanova coach Mark Ferrente and Temple head coach Stan Drayton on for the Friday preview. Dane will preview the Thursday games. Maybe he'll give you a bonus matchup on Saturday. We'll talk some college football here too. Uh, we'll also have Neil Stratton from InsideTheLeague.com. Neil's a good friend of mine. And he does as good a job, the best job, really, covering the scouting and the agent community. Nobody else really does it. Um, and I see all the the uh, chats. Guys, I, I really appreciate the love and support. People are texting me through the commercial breaks, giving me love in, in the chat room for my wife, Samantha, who's hemmed up uh, pretty good in Atlantic Care in Atlantic City. I'll be heading there right after the show. Thank you, man. Really appreciate the love and support. And I know it's Sam season. That's going to be our new hashtag, Sam season, because uh, she's going to need a lot of support. It's going to be a long road back, and I appreciate that. 
uh, Dane Vandernack, good friend of the show, good friend of the family. So is Neil Stratton. They all know Samantha, and as does Emery Hunt, who will be joining us tomorrow. A football game plan. Uh, the football czar doing big willy things on CBS Sports, calling broadcasting games on ESPN. Uh, so we'll have Dane Vandernat, Neil Stratton, Emery Hunt, and I just heard from our guy, Gail Saunders, uh, a big-time Eagles reporter. Gail Saunders is now going to join us, Tone. I confirm that uh, tomorrow as well. So another star-studded lineup there. We're going to aim to have um, Bob Wiley on the football Friday. Samantha was actually talking to him about coming on the show uh, before her accident. So I'll try to track down Bob Wiley. Always, always good talking shop with Bob Wiley. Uh, as you know, another one of our offensive line coaches from the NFL PA Bowl and Eugene Chung, who was here yesterday. If you missed that conversation, Tone is doing a phenomenal job on the on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, isolating all our guest segments. I see Xander and you guys have got the playlists going, the segments going. Phenomenal job. Uh, if you missed any of the show, you can go back and check out the Jacob Sports archives. And uh, we'll have a little uh, Mook Williams, co-founder of Vayner Sports, my partner at NFL Draft Bible Consulting. Uh, we might even We might even crack open a soda pop here for the football Friday affair, uh, be on the lookout for that. And then uh, Ralph Ventry will uh, check on in with Villanova kicking off here in Philadelphia. Uh, if we don't get coach Ferrante, Ralph will give us the lowdown on Villanova. Some of the other college football matchups coming up on this weekend. I'll have some uh, power plays for you. We'll get into some uh, ocean casino picks Thursday and Friday football season's upon us. It's not NFL, but we've got college football week one, uh, which means ATS against the spread. We've got some cold, hard locks for my cold soda pop. Uh, so great two days ahead. Um, and you know who makes it all happen? The guy behind the stream, sometimes on the scene. Let's pop him up here. Where's our guy, Antonio DeShields? Let's get Tony's take. <laughs> What's happening, my man? Oh, uh, not the whole government, Rick. Not the whole government. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go, you gotta go by my rap name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna get you, we're gonna get your album covered with that ocean casino suite you got going on down there in Atlantic City. That'll Eight. be the, the album cover right there. But uh <laughs> man, good job again today. We had a really fast quick show i know you've been doing this since uh 7 a.m with jeff kerr nfc yeah. east the mac and mac guys at 10 and then uh bringing it home here till 12 o'clock xander will be taking over producer duties for the sports take guys in just 10 minutes but uh what's your take on today's show man i gotta be honest you know today's show was great you know you got so many different perspectives um you know i love what kayla santiago brought to the table um i love what my man glenn irby brought to the table amanda amanda ruller um ali fayad you know, I, I, honestly, Rick, I was I was telling Xander behind the scenes. I said, "Look, the the, the way Rick is trending right now, man, he's, you know, you guys, you you guys, you guys might have to find another bag of money somewhere." Like, <laughs> 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 man, he just, uh, you know, I I tell him all the time, you know, just you know, just in three days' time, this show, uh, just seems limitless to me, man. And um, you know, you're doing such a great job. I love what you're bringing to the table. I love the, I love the amount of resources you're bringing to the table as well. You, you're just bringing another dimension. Uh, to the channel, man. So listen, oh, I, thanks, I, I, I'm I'm just grateful to uh, be able to work with you, learn from you, 
Uh, you've been in this game for a long time, man. You know, I'm I'm just getting my feet wet. Oh, you're making man. me old now. You're making me old. <laughs> <laughs> Got to end the praise with a little backhanded compliment. It's all love here on the football play. Oh, uh, you know, so, I love no, you. We're making it happen, man. You already know how I feel, man. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, we're going to, you know, kind of try to bring folks inside the football community. That's what we're trying to do. And you got uh, today, like we had a coach, we had a sports agent, definitely. We had a beat writer. Uh, you know, that's that's what we're gonna do here on the football playbook, bringing you all walks of life. And uh, yeah. let's get your take real quick here. Uh, we got a few minutes. Eagles, yeah. fifty-three man cut down. I, I think we can agree to say that there was real no major shocks, but uh, anything that yeah. caught your attention, any guys that you want to see back here in the Philly. Yeah, um, it's funny. I remember uh, at the end of the show yesterday, you asked me uh, one word answer. Will Jalen Rager be here? Yes or no? And I said, yeah, he will be. And um, lo and behold, he's here. But um, even outside that, I got to be honest, man. Um, I would love to see if they can find a way to bring Britton Covey back and or Devin Island. Find a way to get those guys involved in special teams. Um, Jalen Rager, I understand that, you know, he – is probably the closest thing you have to a wide receiver between those three guys. And he also does special teams, but he's not really that productive at special teams either. So it's like, I mean, would you rather, would you rather have someone back there who has some, some level of productivity or just a fresh face? I don't know. Um, but, you know, I have to ask you a question, right? On a sidebar, not really, not really 53 man roster related, but more so related to that trade that, uh, they brought in um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And I want to call it. Yeah, Speedy right. Speedy Juice. Juice. My man, Speedy <laughs> Juice, man. That's a hell of a nickname. And I um, I want to correlate it to the Anthony Harris cut. Um, You know, they've really, go, they've really gone all in on this youth movement. And they've gotten rid of a lot of experience uh, in that safety room. You know, I believe the oldest guy in that room might be either Marcus Epps or uh, Speedy Juice. You know, those guys are 24, 25. Uh, I wonder, I wonder, I'm curious to know, do you think that can be uh, an Achilles heel, the fact that they lack that, you know, savvy veteran leadership in the safety room, you know, losing Ryan McLeod in the offseason, um, you know, cutting Anthony Harris. Um, they may bring him back, you never know, but I'm curious to know what's your overall thoughts on this youth movement and could it be an Achilles heel in the long term due to the experience or lack thereof? I, I don't think it'll be a problem for a number of reasons, and here's why. Okay. One – You've got the hardest worker on the team in that room, Marcus Epps. That commands respect. So whether he likes it or not, to me, Epps is now the leader of that safety room. And, you know, I got to get clarification, but I'm pretty sure they probably have the safeties and corners in the same room. Okay. I, I could be wrong. I don't know how Sirianni runs his operation. Every team's different. But I would imagine maybe they have the corners in the secondary in the same room. And here's the other deal. They got so many leaders on that team, right? Uh, they got veterans. And, you know, to your point, though, some of the new leaders are new guys. Hassan Reddick, I expect him to be a leader, whether that's vocally or by example, but he's a new guy. But Brandon Graham's been there forever. Fletcher Cox has been there forever. Uh, Darius Slay, I think, will, you know, kind of keep everybody in order there. So, I'm not really concerned about it off the field. On the field, there's going to be some growing pains maybe because, like, you've got to still blend and mesh 
all these pieces together. It doesn't just magically happen, right? Just go ask Vince Young. You could have the dream team on paper, right? but you've still got to kind of mesh that together. So I do think it'll take a few weeks to kind of iron out the wrinkles. But no, I wouldn't be too overly concerned about it. Okay. Okay, yeah. You know, I just, I, I just couldn't help but think about it because, you know, this this Eagles team used to be one of the most used to be one of the oldest teams in the NFL. Now they're considered to be one of the youngest and one of the most talented. And, you know, I, again, I'll stand on it. You know, I just believe this team is really built to go against anybody. And on top of that, there's a lot of one year deals on this team. There are a lot of guys on this team who are looking to prove something. A lot of guys that are probably, you know, in the final year of the rookie deal. A lot of guys who are looking for that big payday. Just a lot of guys who were given up on from previous organizations like Kaiser White. Um, Hassan Reddick is a guy who got his money with the Eagles. But, you know, he was given up on by the Cardinals and Bradbury. Bradbury as well. Another guy who was um, who was cut short and, you know, uh, a guy who's looking to redeem himself. Um, CD Juice, you know, cut from. Um, but not cut, but traded from the Saints because they didn't really believe he was worth what he was asking for, and things kind of imploded from there. But you know, and TJ Edwards, a guy who's been in his roster, but he's nobody wanted him. Nobody. He's constantly playing with chip yep. on the shoulder. He was undrafted. He was a guy that was second in the second in, in the buckets award race, but because of that crappy forty yard dash time, people thought he couldn't play in his league, and he's constantly fought against uh, that stigma. But you know, you have a lot of guys on his team that are playing with. Um, a chip on their shoulder, a lot of guys on his team who truly, truly want to um, take their game to the next level and show that they belong in this NFL and that they are a force to be reckoned with. Um, and that's just the Philly mentality. That's the Philly culture. Um, guys that are slept on, you know, that doggy dog mentality. You know what they say, hungry dogs run faster. And if you look at that Super Bowl team from the past, you know, that's how we got it done. So it's a lot of hungry dogs in this team, man. Trust and, trust and believe these guys are ready to run. There, there's some truth to what you're saying. Yeah, these guys are out to prove it. I think everybody, the whole roster and – uh Hey, it's going to be a fun ride to watch because they're not going to be able to keep all these guys next year. And right. there's no more question marks aside, aside from the quarterback, it seems like. But any other position. And the staff. The staff has to get it done as well. Well, the staff, pressure's on. Tight end's a little shaky. Yeah. yeah. Behind Goddard. But I don't know why pe- you know, people are so – and I know we're, we're, we're uh, running low on time and I don't want to yeah. monopolize your show, but, you know – a lot of people aren't that high on Jack Stoll. I think he has reliable enough hands. He may not be the best route runner because he's not, he's a bunch of a blocking tight end, but I don't know. I, I, I'm a little higher on Jack Stoll than Pete than other people are. Well, he doesn't bring that glitz and glamorous pass catching ability. Now, he yeah. won't get you hurt in the passing game, but I don't think they're going to be lining up 12 personnel looking right. for him to be a playmaker. But I think you do need a blocking tight end because Grant Calcaterra can't block. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so you need somebody who can line, you know, get in there in line. But uh, no, always appreciate the perspective. And, uh, you know, that's what we do here on the football playbook. We get Tone's take, uh, putting a ribbon on the show. That'll just about do. We're kind of out of time here. The sports take guys are going to take over here at 12 o'clock along with uh, Xander behind the stream. So uh, part three. In the books here on the Football Playbook. We'll be back at it again tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. Don't go anywhere. Hey, chat room, keep it locked. Keep it cranking. Keep it on fire. Show me some likes and love before we go. I heard we're close to 100. Let's break that barrier, and we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Thank you, Tone. You already know, my man. You guys take care. Let's Let's have a good week. Go for the polls and the pools. 
go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.